We've got some time until the bell. Let's dive into the Future Fund Active ETF, ticker FFND. Joining us, David Callis is a portfolio manager of the fund. David, thanks for being here on the program this afternoon. Walk me through the way Hi, how are you? you're strategizing your stock picks here. You've got some different sectors, some different themes, but it's all pretty futuristic. Yes. So, yes, at the Future Fund, um, we're focused on the mega trends that we've identified. We've identified 10 mega trends that we think are going to you know, drive the stocks and drive these companies over the next five to 10 years. And this includes anything from climate change to security to um, to all kinds of, of things when you talk about um, uh, food and lifestyle betterment. So yeah, we're really focused on uh, the future, we're really focused on the next three to five years and how to drive these companies forward. So right now, some of these picks are giants. They are mega cap leaders. Others are uh, companies that uh, are a little bit lesser known. Um, you've even got Generac in there, which is a pretty uh, interesting uh, pick among the group as well. Uh, so how do you figure out the weightings for each? Well, we run a pretty concentrated portfolio. We're only running about 40 stocks right now. And it's really about our conviction of upside to downside. And the stocks we look at, we, we want two to 1% upside on the stocks. So, you know, where we have our conviction. So as you can see, we Tesla's our largest position, uh, almost 10% of the portfolio today. Uh, but a lot of our other positions are three, four, 5% of the portfolio. And that was Tesla? And it's all about, it's all about the upside. It's all about, you know, how we think the, the risk return is going forward from here. David, did I hear you say you, you trimmed, the, the, you changed the biggest position? That was Tesla, right? Uh, no, Tesla is our biggest position. We didn't trim our position. We okay. actually bought more stock okay. uh, as it's come in over the last two weeks or so. Got it. Okay, so as the stocks come in a little bit, you've bought more. Okay, thanks for clarifying. Correct. Uh, so right now, as we're looking at this market, try to figure out what to own as inflation sticks around a little bit more. We heard the case earlier from a guest at the top of the show, John Petrini's argued that buying automated robo businesses, he mentioned the bots ETF is an example, but thinking about how technology will provide deflationary forces, I would guess that that's something on your mind as well. Yes, uh, correct, it is. So, you know, obviously the big debate right now is inflation, the Fed, interest rates, uh, you know, margins, and talk a lot about supply chain. Um, our view is over the next three to five years, you know, that stuff is not gonna matter. Uh, from, from a perspective of you know how we are investing but to your point uh you know investing in companies that you know have this long runway um have the ability to really um to grow through any inflation and don't have margin pressure so in our view and, and this is very for a while now is that we really want to focus on companies that you know have their own destiny in their hands and so whether that's tesla as you mentioned whether that's generac companies that can grow their revenue 10 30 10 20 30 40 percent and increase prices or increase margins also. So we do tend to stay away from companies that you know, have margin pressure. So a lot of companies that have either wage pressure or are, uh, are having problems in supply chain. Now we do think that's gonna clear up um, you know, over the next six months or so, but we definitely wanna, wanna look for companies that have increasing TAM and have uh, increasing margin. And so that's really important the way we look at the world. And, and for example, let's just have with Tesla. I mean, Tesla's gone from losing money to making money. Uh, Generac's moving into markets where uh, they're really focused on generators for the house and they've moved to really enhancing the grid. 
Um, if you look at one of the companies that is down quite a bit today, Splunk, they've re, re, uh, reworked the company. Uh, they're moving into security. It's all data management and had a change in their CEO today. We think it's a great opportunity uh, to increase our position and buy positions in the stock. Okay, what do you think about uh, stock like Tesla moving around based on how the CEO tweets to different senators uh, willy-nilly? I mean, it seems like Elon still has a habit of moving these shares. Sure, I mean, listen, I, I think, you know, we've, we've been in Tesla for a long time. Uh, we think the company is gonna do very well. We think the stock's gonna do very well. Um, you get somebody who's in a visionary like that and you know, has driven the company and is, is the head of the company, the CEO, and that's what happens. I mean, he ha he runs by his own uh, his own thread, and so that that's what happens when you know he tweets from time to time. I think the reality of it is that you know he told us back in September that he was going to be reducing his position. Uh, this is based on taxes and options that are you know expiring in August, and so this shouldn't be a surprise to people. I think you know the way it, way it's been handled has probably been a little sloppy. So. Um, you know, it's got to get out in the market, but this doesn't change the fundamentals of Tesla at all. It doesn't change the growth rate. Uh, it, it changes the stock price only. You know, and the stock went really quickly from 1,000 to 1,200, and it's gone back from 1,200 mm. to 1,000. And we, we think it's we think it's a buy here. We think it's going to you know 12, 1,300 dollars, and we're way above the street in what we think the volumes and the earnings are going to be for the next several years. So that's really what drives you know our investment thesis on on a stock like Tesla. The noise that uh, Elon is creating in the near term is what it is. It's noise, and we don't think it's going to stick around for more than a week or so. Okay. Hey, David, I got one more though that I'm a little curious about because I see. Harley Davidson in here, and earlier you mentioned you want companies to hold their own destiny in their hands. It seemed like whoever held the pen to sign tariff rules was holding Harley Davidson's destiny in their hand the last year and a half. How that would make the cut? Sure, uh, you know, and and I think you know when we look at Harley Davidson, uh, we look at a couple of things there. They have a great management team that's been put in place, uh, reducing their footprint, increasing their profitability. Uh, but the key there, we think, is it's really early on as far as electric bikes. And we think that's going to push forward. They uh, rebranded their live wire uh, electric bike. It's, it's having some success. It's starting to get rolled out. So we think that's really going to be the driver going forward. As far as the tariffs, as you saw um, a couple weeks ago, uh, the EU and the USA um, went ahead and um, kind of tapped down a little bit. Um, so that's going to help them by by point two hundred sixty five million dollars next year. So that really helps them. Um, and so we think it's a it's a wide open market. We don't think the tariffs are going to be a big deal going forward. Uh, we think the profitability is there, but we also think the key there that people are missing is what's the value of LiveWire? What's the value of the incremental margins and the brand that they can bring um, bring to shareholders? Okay, David, thanks for the details on the fund. And we'll keep an eye out for. It. Appreciate you joining us. All right, thanks a lot. Sure thing. David Callis, Portfolio Manager at the Future Fund, Active ETF, FFND is the ticket.